Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or puremindmagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Ladies and gentlemen, great that you have tuned in again to Pure Mind Magic. And before we start with today's interview, I have a special opportunity for you. You can get a free audiobook. You can choose by yourself from thousands of thousands of books by clicking on the link in the show notes. You can test the whole service 30 days completely for free. I am now an affiliate partner of this platform because I think the service is really great and you can grab your audiobook and listen wherever you want, maybe in your car before you go to sleep or whatever. Choose your audiobook and with that, you also support the Pure Mind Magic podcast. So everybody wins and now we get into today's interview. Welcome back to a new episode of the Pure Mind Magic podcast. And today will be a really high energy interview with Mr. Productivity, also known as Mark Strutevsky. He's also a podcaster and he really knows everything about how to hack your productivity and really get things done to come up with results. We are talking about energy and how you can manipulate your time to get even more things done. So prepare for this high energy interview and here's for you Mr. Productivity. So hi Mark, what is going on today? Oh, hello. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It is absolutely thrilling to be here with you today. Or I guess in your case right now, it's night, but whatever. Yes, it is. But as I said before we started, you are worth it staying up so late. And you are a podcaster wow. too. So, you know, it's all about the show, right? Give everything. Yes, just like when you do your shows, you, you, you can't give 50% because people are going to know it. So you got to give 100%. Yes, that is true. So I think people can feel it about the energy and you are the really productivity master, I call you now. And I think <laughs> <laughs> energy has to do a lot with productivity because when you are at a low energy level, you are not really productive. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Energy has so much to do with productivity. Um, we've all had those days 
when we are, um, well, we don't get enough sleep during the night and we feel like we're dragging concrete bricks behind us and we're in a fog all day. And that's because you have low energy because you probably are a not getting enough sleep, B not eating well, C not exercising or D all the above. Yes, that makes sense. So before we dive deep into your story and all the productivity hacks you can give away, Mark, can you tell us something really unique about you? I can. I uh, well, I was born legally blind in my left eye. So the nerve between the eyeball and the brain did not develop at birth. So my left eye is kind of like a lazy eye. It's think of it like a teenager, a stubborn teenager. It just does what it wants to do. And the reason why I tell people this is when they meet me for the first time in public, they're looking in my eyes and they're like, okay, uh, where am I supposed to look? Because one eye is looking at you and the other eye is like off to the side. And so I always, I, I like to set people at ease. And so I like to say, no, look in my right eye. And I point to the right eye. And then, you know, it's kind of like my real last, my last name. I like to make people comfortable because when people are not comfortable, they, they don't shine. Yes, that is true. And they don't open up then when they don't trust you and feel right. So that is a good point. So, Mark, as I said with the productivity thing, the, the cool part about magic is I just have to snap my fingers and make something appear. So it saves a lot <laughs> of time, right? But in normal life, it doesn't always work out that way. So what is productivity and how can we improve our productivity skills? So when you're scheduling your week ahead, You don't just snap your fingers and your calendar just gets filled up. That doesn't happen. Really? I thought you had that power that you could just like make things happen. Yes, I'm working on that. And then I will oh, okay. create a very expensive <laughs> video course for that. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'd love it. Well, for me, productivity is all about freedom. When you are telling your time where to go instead of wondering where it went, you get freedom, freedom to do things you truly enjoy in life. What's happening is so many people in this world are operating in a reactive mode. In other words, other people are dumping problems on them, whether at work or via email or whatever, and you're reacting. And when you're reacting, it's really difficult to be proactive. See, uh, productivity, proactive have got the same pro in it. So if you really want to be productive, you've got to be proactive. You see how I just clink those two together? Yes. <laughs> Hopefully your listeners get the, get the, uh, the link between the two, but you really have to be proactive. And now you cannot be proactive 24, 7, 365 because there's these other human beings walking around the planet and they're going to get in your way and they're going to distract you, but you need to be as intentional as you can be in order to be productive. So you can be more productive, uh, correct. You need to be more proactive to be more productive. I'm getting my words all messed up here. Yeah. So that makes sense. And, uh, I think the interesting thing is when you really proactive and like not reacting to things, uh, you are more in the role of acting and uh, causing things to happen. Then you can generate on the other hand, a passive income when you are active in first place. And I found on your website that there is a really interesting numbers game where you calculate how, how much it costs you when you earn 
100k or up per year when you are for one hour not productive. So can you tell us a little bit more about this number game you have there? Yeah, I mean, you may think of it as a game, but when you're talking about your productivity, when you're talking about your money, when you're talking about your life, um, you know, I had to break it down on my website. What is it really costing you? Okay, we, we tend to lie to ourselves and say, well, if I had a bad hour or a bad day, eh, who cares? No, it's costing you real money. And on my website, I said, okay, let's say you make a gross annual income of $100,000, okay? And you have just one, just a single unproductive hour in a day for an entire year. That would cost you $12,500, okay? You may say, okay. $12,500, that's a lot of money. But if you do it over 10 years, that's $125,000. Because if you say, I make $250 an hour, and you have an unproductive hour, you really just threw away $250. And so what I'm trying to get people to understand is your lack of productivity is not something you can just dismiss and just say, ah, so I didn't have a good day or a good hour or whatever. It's costing you money. Now, You don't have to pay someone that money. You're not going to get a bill like at a restaurant or when you go in the store, but it is costing you money. And people have to realize productivity is not uh, it's not a, uh, a light thing, to, uh, something to be taken lightly. It, productivity is something you have to be taken very seriously. And if you jump up to like $500,000 a year, if you make a half a million dollars a year and you have just one unproductive hour a day for one year, now we're talking based on. 2,000 hours a year with 10 days vacation, that's going to cost you $62,500 a year in lost productivity time. So you don't have to work for a big company in order to factor in the lost money that you'll have from your weak, weak or lack of productivity. Wow, that is really massive. And I think also shocking what you are telling there. So it's really about making clear decisions. And I think it's a little bit like with productivity, manipulating time. So this is the magic touch to it. Because, of course, we all do have the 24 hours a day that comes to 66,400 seconds per day. So I did an episode on that, your magic bank account that is all about time. But when you look around, there are people in this world who are creating massive things in this 24 hours and others are just kind of wasting it. So what would be the best approach to make the most out of your time and to really own your time? Be intentional. I mean, really be intentional how you spend your time. If you look at the high performers in our world today, uh, I'm talking Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Elon Musk. They don't sit around going, hmm, what am I going to do today? <laughs> <sighs> they have a plan. And I, I remember I heard Tony Robbins says, you should have a plan for everything. So if you want to go watch the Super Bowl, the World Cup, your favorite sport, well, Have a plan. Say, I'm going to go to my friend's house. I'm going to spend six hours over there, and I'm just going to hang out. That's cool. What you don't do is go over there and say, I'll get there whenever, and I'll leave whenever, because then you're just like, you're just, I don't know, you're just like not really paying attention to your time. And I think you should be very intentional about your time on the weekends, on holidays, or vacations that we call here in America. Um, you need to be intentional about your time. You need to say, okay, 
I, I understand that I am not going to be productive 24-7, 365. That's not going to happen. Okay? That won't happen. But the thing is you got to minimize the time you're actually wasting. And I think what people are doing is, like, I, don't, I can't speak for Europe, but over here in America, a lot of people spend between five and seven hours a night watching television. So let's take the low number, five times seven days a week. That's 35 hours a week. You're just sitting in front of the tube or playing video games or watching movies. That's 35 hours. You're never going to get back. And obviously watching television is not going to, unless you get someone to pay you for it, it's not going to generate income. So you're sitting in front of TV, vegetating and not getting anything done. Now, I'm a, one of these productivity guys to say there's nothing wrong with watching television. I work real hard during the day, so I sit down at, with my wife at night and watch TV, and I'm not guilty of watching TV because I've gotten my work done during the day. So I think if you do what you need to do during the day and you had a productive day, well, then go out, party with your friends, play games, whatever, because you've earned it. But if you had a lazy day, you should not be watching television at night. Yes, that is really a good strategy, I think. And uh, talking about plans on your website, I also found that you are advising to make action plans. So what are the best tips here? Well, what I tell people to do is you need to get the stuff out of your head, first of all. Okay, we all have these ideas floating around in our head. You know, what we're going to do, who we're going to see, our great ideas for this new product. But the problem is we keep them in our head and nothing becomes real until you get it out of your head and into a notebook. Now, I recommend I'm a technology guy. I love technology, but I think there's something magical, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> about writing something down on a piece of paper with a pen. It's, it fortifies it. So... An action plan is, let's say you have a goal and your goal is to write a book this year. Okay. Well, you just can't like snap your fingers unless you're a magician and write the book. You have to have a plan. So what do you have to do? Well, okay. Well, am I going to write it uh, by hand? I'm going to use a word processor. Okay. What, what word processing software do I have to have? What notebook do I need to have? Okay. I got all that taken care of. Now I need to schedule time on my calendar because you just can't like... It's the time is not going to create itself because what you really need to get done, you're going to find excuses not to do it. So maybe you need to put in on your schedule. Okay. I'm going to write at least a thousand words a day, or I'm going to write for two hours a day. You put it in your schedule as a non-negotiable. It's like you're going to the doctor. It's like you're going to, uh, to get an air, um, a flight someplace. You can't move it around. And then when the time comes up, you, you put your phone on airplane mode, you mute it. Maybe you lock the phone away. You disconnect from the internet so you can't surf Facebook or YouTube or anything like that. And you just write. You don't do anything until you finish hum, whatever you're going to work, two hours, thousand words, whatever. That's how you do a plan. Okay. The most important part, in case the listener missed it, is you got to get it out of your head. You've got to get it out of your head because I'm sure you're just like me. We have all these ideas just bouncing around in our heads and they don't become real until you write them down. Yes, that is so true. And that is exactly where the magic kicks in. And I think it's also about focus, because 
as magicians, we are the master of distraction. So this is our thing because we have to lead the attention of the audience to one specific thing while we are doing another thing. But there was someone who said that potential, uh, no, I don't, it's potential minus or potential. I can't remember exactly, but it's something about minus distractions. And I think this is really the key here. Yeah. I have been talking a lot about distractions because in our world now with technology and the internet and whatnot, it's 24 seven, 365. And I've been telling people there's three main groups of distractions. There is e email, there's social media, and there's people. And would you like me to give you some suggestions on how to deal with these? Yes, please go ahead. Okay. First of all, let's take, take email. Most people, if they're honest, are getting so much email that they're not even reading it or even acknowledging it. And what they do is they just let the email come day after day after day. And, it, and the unread email goes from 500 to 5,000 to 50,000, and they get really overwhelmed. Well, first of all, you need to stop the bleeding. So the first thing you need to do is the next time you get an email and you're like, why in the world am I getting this email? Unsubscribe from the email immediately. You need to start like you eat an elephant one bite at a time. You need to start attacking one email at a time. What you don't want to do, which I think people laugh at this when I say this in the audiences, you don't want to select all and delete or select all and archive. That doesn't solve the problem. You don't want to get a new email address because if you haven't changed the behavior, it's still going to, you're going to, your next email address is going to have the same problem. So you need to be proactive. I probably get maybe five non-business related emails a week in my inbox. I don't sign up for email newsletters. I don't have time to read them and I don't want them cluttering up my inbox. So people need to be proactive and attack their inbox. And if you got a lot of, if the outer chaos, start simple and start unsubscribing for the next email. Uh, the other thing you do with email is unless your job requires you to be an email all the time, don't check it all the time. Maybe check it a couple times a day and For goodness sake, turn off email notification. You don't, unless you need them on, you can check your email when you want to. Like I'm a productivity guy. I'm not a brain surgeon. Nobody's going to call me and say having a, a productivity meltdown. So, you know, I get to it when I get to it. Now, social media is a big problem. And one of the things that really upsets me is when people say it's up to Apple or Android or Microsoft to help us with our addictions. And I have a problem with that. It's not their job. It's your job. Okay. I don't spend a lot of time. I may spend 10 to 15 minutes a week, a week consuming all forms of social media. I don't have time for it. So I think it's a discipline issue. Here's the idea for social media. Again, like email, turn off all notifications. Number, you don't know, you don't need to know if Aunt Sally tagged you in the post. You can check that later. Um, also, what you can also do, if you really have a tough time with this, you can actually delete the app from your smartphone. Yes, you can do that. And <laughs> that way you're not even tempted for it. Um, and in terms of people, you really need to retrain and set boundaries because when you're working in an office and people see you there, you could be deep in thought. You could be in the middle of working on the project or writing a book or a blog post or something, but people see you there and they'll say, Hey, you got five minutes. Well, first of all, we all know it's not five minutes, 
we all know it's going to be 10, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're going to get stressed because you're going to be further and further behind in your work. What I suggest people do is make sure you let your no be no. So if someone says, hey, do you have five minutes? If you don't have five minutes, you say, no, I do not have five minutes, but I do have 20 minutes at two o'clock this afternoon. So now you're saying no, you're creating a boundary, but you're saying, hey, I can help you a little later. Okay. Now that allows you to be professional, to be polite, but you're actually saying, I can't help you right now in the middle of doing something. If you have five minutes, you say very clearly, yes, I have five minutes. Don't just say yes, because they're going to think that's a blank check. Say, yes, I have five minutes, just five minutes. You grab your smartphone and you set the timer for five minutes in front of them. Because what's this going to do? First of all, they're going to go, are you serious? You're going to like, yeah, I actually am. But, and then when they have one minute left, you say you have one minute left. What's going to happen when you, most times when you pull the timer out, they're going to say, uh, I need more than five minutes. You're going to say, I knew that. Okay. So how about two, how about five, uh, 20 minutes at two o'clock? And what you're doing again, you're creating boundaries. Now, if you've had coworkers that have been bothering you for a long time, it may take you a while to retrain them, but you got to set the boundaries up. Something else you can do. If you have an office door, shut the door, put a do not disturb sign on the outside. If you have an open cubicle, what I would suggest is you go get three sheets of construction paper, green, red, and yellow. Green means, hey, come on in. I can talk to you. Red means you better the building better be on fire or someone got shot before you come in. The yellow means, hey, ask before you enter. And then you train people. Hey, and then you just put the, the color codes out there. As people begin to learn, they'll say, okay, I know I can't bother her at this point or him at this point. He's got the red sign up. A lot of people just like whatever happens, happens. But the problem is you're, again, operating in reactive mode. You're letting other people dictate your workflow. And that is not a good recipe for productivity. Yeah, that makes definitely sense. So these are really good strategies. And well, I also, you. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I am the, pro you told me I was the productivity master, so I can't let you down. <laughs> yes, you're right. So I did some conditioning as well. Like you are conditioning people with the color code on the outside of the door in the office. And uh, I have to say, I, I liked your idea about when you work hard the whole day so that you sit down and watch TV with your wife when yeah you earned it kind of. And there's also this theory that you are, more productive let's say especially in the creative field so when you are bringing new ideas to life that is helpful to really take a break and uh, some people also say that is helpful when you like every four to six weeks go on a kind of vacation or holiday trip to take yourself completely out of the scenery in a new place where you have this distance to get a new perspective to recharge your batteries and then go back and this strategy makes you even more productive so mark as productivity master what would you say <laughs> well, I, there is certain power with taking breaks, but here's the thing. There's, there's several different types of breaks you can take. Your brain does not need a 30-minute, a 60-minute, uh, a one-week break. Your brain is like a computer, and sometimes it just needs a five-minute break. I had a client once that she was an HR director at a local company here in Houston. And, when, of course, when you're an HR director, you don't know what your day is going to 
firings, hiring, disciplines, you know, arrows coming from every direction. And she was getting to the point of, you know, getting really stressed. She tried to, you know, I was a, I was a coach and I was trying to coach her through things. And I said, I want you to take, when you feel stressed, I want you to walk out of your office, walk downstairs, you know, walk outside for five minutes without your phone and just go out there and just take some deep breaths. And first he says, what in the world is that going to do? And I said, look, just, just humor me and try it out. And the next time we had a coaching call, she says, oh my goodness, I can't believe what that five minutes, how powerful, how energized I felt because she actually got away from this uh, stressful, tenseful, tensing situation. And she allowed her brain to go, and the brain didn't have to think about anything for five minutes. And when she would go out, she, she wouldn't just like go outside the door. She would actually walk a little way where no one was. So she didn't want people coming out and go, hey, Betty, how you doing? Her name's not Betty, but hey, Betty, how you doing? Oh, how's the how's the, hand, uh, the husband and the kids? She didn't want to talk to anybody. She didn't bring her phone. She didn't think about anything. And then that just five minutes energized her for the rest of the day. So my point is you don't need a real long break. I mean, certainly long breaks are great. But if you're in the thick of things in the workday, sometimes you just need a five-minute break. But I, when I say break, I don't mean you go outside and surf Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. I mean you go out there and just be quiet, listen to the wind blow, listen to the birds, You know, just be quiet. And you'd be amazed at how much that, that spikes your energy level. And it'll be naturally instead of you drinking caffeine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes that makes really sense. So you were talking about coaching people. Are you are still doing that? And how is it possible to connect with you and apply for a coaching? Well, what's it <laughs> what's interesting is as an entrepreneur, I know I'm not the only person in your audience that feels this way. But my mom, when I told her I was an entrepreneur, she still to this day doesn't know what I do. When I tell her I'm a coach, she goes, You coach sports? <laughs> so my mom has no idea what I do. So I, I explain to her all the time. She doesn't know because she comes to she's in her 70s and she comes from a completely different de generation. But what I do is I have a couple of coaching programs. One is productivity coaching. So I actually meet with people people for 45 minutes either you can do one session which i don't recommend or i have a 90-day program we meet one 45-minute session a week for 90 days and we go through your issues i don't have a script to go through step one step two step three step four whatever i find out what are your issues where are you getting stuck with being productive and i give you ideas and make sure that you're moving the ball forward uh and it also comes in with a built-in productivity uh built-in accountability coach some people know what they need to do but they're not doing it so i also have an accountability program which means you pay me a small fee every month and we do a 15-minute call every week and i make sure you're on task for your goals i also make sure you're stretching yourself so if you said, yeah, I want to lose one pound in the next three years, I'm like, come on, one pound in three years. So I make sure you stretch your goals. That's my accountability program. All this information, as well as where you can find me on social media and my podcast and everything else is real easy because my name is Mark Stuchowski. Unless you're from Poland or you're a member of my family, you won't be able to spell it. So I went on, got a domain, domain redirect for your listeners because it makes it real easy for you. Mrproductivity.com. You spell out the word Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R, productivity.com. And you can find out everything about the so-called productivity master. 
Ah, that is so helpful. And you know, Mark, I'm not allowed to reveal any of my magic secrets to create entertaining magic on stage. <laughs> so today it is on you to reveal some productivity tricks. Now, wait a minute. I, I, I can reveal my secrets, but you can't reveal yours? Yes, that that's it. That fair to me. So you remember you're today on my show. So maybe it's different when <laughs> then I'm on your show next month. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to ask you to reveal all, all the secrets of magic. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I would never do that. I, I respect I that. I know, yes. Well, well, some of the tips I already gave you uh, will apply, you know, with dealing with distractions, stuff like that. The biggest tip I give everybody, and I alluded to it a little earlier, is you have to get the stuff out of your head. It's not a question of if, but when your brain will fail you. Do not assume that, oh, I remember when I get home, no, you won't. Um, so if you're driving and you have an iPhone and you can wake up Siri and leave a note while you, without taking your eyes off the road and your, hand, your hands off the steering wheel, go ahead and do that. If someone else is in your car with you, say, hey, can you write this down? Could you add this to your phone so I won't forget? If those options aren't available, you can legally pull over off the road, put your car in park, and you can make the note. Okay, you're allowed to do that. A lot of people think, oh, I can't stop the car. No, you can't stop it on the freeway, but you can pull off the side of the road or in a parking lot and stop the car. My point is, is you got to get this stuff out of your head because you will forget it. So that's my biggest tip is don't trust your brain. It will fail you. The other thing is I highly, highly, highly encourage people to have not only uh, a morning routine. Everybody talks about the morning routine. You need to have a bedtime routine as well. So. For example, I try to go to bed every night at 1030 and I read for about 45 minutes to an hour. I go to bed and I always wake up without an alarm clock between 6 and 630. The best thing you can do for your productivity and your overall health is to wake up naturally. Because think about it. You're in a deep sleep and the alarm goes off. You think you're in a good frame of mind? Of course not. You just got woken up out of a great dream and deep sleep. So If your body wakes you up at 545 and you used to sleep in the 630, get out of bed. Don't lie there for 45 more minutes. Get out of bed. If your body woke you up, get out of bed. Now, if it wakes you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, don't do that. But if it wakes you up at you know, 530, 6 o'clock, certainly get out of bed. So, And I also believe that you should have the same routine seven days a week. Whether you're on a work day, you're on holiday, you're on vacation, it's on the weekend. I have the same routine seven days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. And I wake up at the same time on the weekends, on Christmas, every day. I wake up and I'm refreshed when I wake up. So think about that because when you're getting enough sleep, when you are having a good morning and evening routine, you're going to have more energy. Now, there's more to energy than that. Be careful what you're, watch, uh, what you're um, consuming in terms of caffeine and other food. Okay, Make sure you're exercising. I run at least two miles every day. Your body needs to move. Your body was designed to move. Your body was not meant to go from the bed, in front of the computer, in front of the TV. It was meant to move. I mean, that's why we can walk and run and jog and, and hike and ride bikes. We're meant to move. That's why our legs have knees and our arms have elbows, you know, so we can bend and lift weights. So I encourage people to move. So how about those tips? 
Yes, that are really great tips. And I think it's it's really like with the, the health that is important for being productive. So it depends on what food you are consuming. So on this physical basis to have more energy, to be able to move, maybe also with a good speed. And also, of course, what you consume for your mind, right? Because it, as you said, our brain is like a computer. So input equals output. Yes, yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I believe garbage in, garbage out. And if you're listening to a lot of heavy metal, vulgar, angry rap and rock music, it's kind of hard to be happy, positive and productive when you're listening to that stuff. Some, some people swear by it. I think there's nothing wrong with listening to upbeat music. But as if it's talking about the death and destruction of our society, I don't think that's really good. Uh, you should be listening to that, especially if you're going to have a coaching session with somebody. Um, so, I mean, do what works for you, but make sure you're. You know, trying to be positive, look at the bright side of things. You know, a lot of people, is it the glass half full or half empty? You know, I think we're getting caught up in the minutia. We need to worry about our attitudes. We need to worry about our mindsets. That's something we haven't talked about really in this on this episode. Because all this plays a role. Everything plays a role in your productivity. When I first started getting the productivity, I thought, huh, it's just about apps. No, I was so wrong. Productivity is this ginormous umbrella. Yes, that is so true. And uh, as you mentioned, I think mindset really plays a big role. It's also about the psychology behind it. It's not only about the strategies because it's easy to learn strategies, but this is just one part. And when it would be just about strategies, everyone would be successful by just applying strategies. But that is not the case. So there must be more to it. There, you're absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that really annoys me is like everyone's an expert on, on the Internet now. Everyone's got this expert or they're that expert and they got this proven course. They got this proven coaching program. And look, at, I once heard from someone if there was a perfect diet, there would only be one. Here's the truth. What works for you may not work for me. And so I tell people when I teach people is I don't read a book and regurgitate what I read. I tell you what works in my life. So I know it works. If I just read a book and recite what I've read the book, I don't know if it works or not. So I always make sure I'm like a guinea pig when it comes to productivity things. I want to make sure that what I'm telling you, I know for me works. Now I'm not guaranteeing it would work. So one of the things like when I have a new coaching client, I, one of the first things I tell him, I said, look, I cannot guarantee you any specific results. I, mean, I can't. There's no mm -hmm. way I can guarantee if you do one plus one plus one, you're going to get three. I can't guarantee it because I can't be with you 24-7, 365. I can tell you that when I give you the ideas, I can tell you it works for me. Yes. But it may not work for you. So I have to tell – I have to set the expectation really up front before we can start it because some people say i want to be productive just like you well i've been doing this for a number of years and if you're a productive mess I, you know i may eventually get you closer to that but i can't get you from a productivity a productive mess to a super productive master in like a 45 minute session it's not gonna happen yes 
that that is definitely true. So that all takes some time and everyone is unique. And uh, this is where, yeah, the coaching process comes in. And I think why coaching is so helpful to really do an individual thing and to help someone to step to the next level instead of just watching a video course or reading a book. Yes. I mean, my theory is if you go to the store and you buy a book, And you read the book and then you go, huh, that was nice. And you put it in your bookshelf and you don't apply anything you've learned. In my opinion, you've wasted your time and your money. And so when someone recommends a book to me, I'm like, okay, why did you recommend the book to me? I mean, did, what value did you get out of it? Because we only have a certain amount of time in every day, every week, every month, every year. I can't afford to waste time reading books that aren't going to help me. And I encourage people just because someone recommends something to you doesn't mean it's the right thing for you because we're all unique individuals and we need to be very careful how we spend every moment of our time. Yes, yes, you're so right, Mark. And talking about books, I just love books. And unfortunately, you don't have a book out yet because I would definitely jump in to read it. But do you have a recommendation on a book around productivity, something you really liked? Well, I actually do have a book. Uh, if you go to my website, if you go to mrproductivity.com and then it redirects to my website, I have a tab called store on there. I have a book that is called how to really be productive. It's like 10 bucks. It's a either, um, it's a PDF or a, uh, no EPUB or a PDF. I forget what the format is. I'm actually going to convert that book into a real book. So I'm going to take that book and I'm going to expand it and I'm going to come out with a real book. So I do have a book. It's on my website. So if you really want to know everything I know about productivity at this point, it's in that book. It's like 42 pages, something like that. But there's no fluff in it. It's just like massive content. Uh, so that's something you can look into. But I am actively because so many people have been asking me, when are you going to write another book? When are you going to write another book? So I'm like, okay. I don't want to start from scratch, but I had this ebook that I'm going to take it and expand it and make it into a New York Times bestseller. I hope. Maybe not, but I'm still going to write the book. So I'm in, in the process of doing that now. All right. So, you know, it's about mindset. So uh, you should program yourself to make it a New York Times bestseller. And I think you do have <laughs> the potential. So, yeah, actually, I didn't see that on your website. I'm going to check that out because I, I really like your style and you have this high energy so that you can really feel that is uh, coming through. And I think the book <laughs> will be the same. And I always... Yeah like it when, as you said, it's massive content. So it's not just nice stories and something that doesn't take you anywhere. And uh, this massive content, I think, is something that you can really apply to your life to move things. Because at the end of the day, it all comes to getting things done and creating results, right? Yes, we like results. And more importantly, just results. We want the right results. Yes. You know, just having results is not good. You want to have the right results. And I think so many people don't even know what they want. And that's what kind of scares me. Uh, they go, oh, I want results. I'm like, what kind of results? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, well, don't you think you should figure out what result you want before you start saying you want results? Because you got to have something to measure on. 
that's that's the point. I mean, if you if you can't measure it, if I just say, hey, I want to lose weight, well, how much and by when? And so I think people need to when they come to me and says, I want to be more productive. I'm like, well, what does that mean? I mean, okay, well, what what isn't working for you now? What is working for you right now? Like if you sign up for my email newsletter, you get this exercise. It's like a five step process and it takes you through. Okay, what are you doing well? Because everyone's doing something well. I mean, some people go, I don't do anything right. Yeah, you're doing a lot of things right. You're just not giving yourself credit for it. And so on this exercise, when you sign up for my email newsletter, you actually write down what you're doing, what you're doing well, because everyone's doing something well. Everyone's doing something poorly. And the thing is, you got to recognize it. You got to find out where you are now before I can me or anybody else can improve you. Yes, yes, you're right. And I think there's this old concept that time is money but from a more modern look to it it is more like what kind of value do you create in that time yes i love it i love it man you're good you are good oh thanks mark <laughs> <laughs> you're a real professional oh that sounds great so especially from you <laughs> All right, Mark. So we touched a little bit on the mindset and just to wrap things up, I'm going to ask you because, you know, this is the focus of my podcast, the Pure Mind Magic podcast. So it's about this mind magic and getting your thoughts clear. And you're really right on writing things down. So I do this every day and really by pen and paper. But What is your approach on the mindset and getting the mindset right? Because it's said that it's about 90% when it comes to success is really mindset. I believe you need to start your day off right if you have any hope, any hope of having a great day. And so I am very intentional about my morning routine. Now, here's my, here's my thoughts on morning routines to get me in the right mindset. It's got to be short, so you can't do a 90-minute morning routine, in my opinion. And it's got to be something you can do anywhere in the world. So, in other words, you can't meet your best friend at a specific coffee shop every day. Okay, so if mm -hmm. you go to another country, well, what are you going to bring them with you? You're going to bring the store and all the employees with you? And so what I do, real simple, is I wake up, I read my Bible every morning, and I write my goals out by hand. That's what I do. And nine or 10 months out of the year, I go for a run first thing in the morning. Uh, those couple months during the wintertime here in Houston where it gets kind of chilly in the morning, I'll wait till the afternoon. But I can do my morning routine anywhere in the world, and I do do that. And so I, the great thing is is that I only need a notebook, and I need my Bible. That's all I need. I don't need a special brew of coffee. I don't need a special lounge chair on the porch. I don't need to go to a special coffee shop. I can go anywhere with it. And I think – People, you know, they read all these morning routine books and they make their morning routine so long and so complicated. They give up after a very short period of time where I'm saying make it as long or as short as you need it to be, but that you're going to stick with it. I think that's so important. Mm, I really love that. And I never heard of that before, but that is a great idea, especially to make it available wherever you are, because I think a lot of listeners are traveling a lot. They, they are very busy in business and all that and keep it simple, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I really believe you keep it simple. I believe complexity is the gateway to procrastination. 
Yes, yes, that is definitely true. So, Mark, would you like to give any kind of email out or direct contact when someone really feels inspired and wants to read reach out for you or is it just best to visit the mrproductivity.com yes if you go to Mar mrproductivity.com you can click on the contact tab send me a message and the bottom of the page you can find out all my social media uh places you can find out about my podcast sign up for my newsletter uh you can find out my books on my store you can hire me as a coach you can hire me as a speaker i'd love to come to germany by the way if you want to hook me up i'd love to come to germany and speak um in english i don't speak in german um but um <laughs> you know i i just i just want to have a central location for everything so instead of saying if you say oh are you on instagram What's your handle? Just go to mrproductivity.com, scroll to the bottom, click on the link, and it's easier that way than for me trying to spell my last name. And you're like, what did he just say? So I, again, I try to keep it real simple for people. That is really good. And you just mentioned it, your podcast. So this is actually how we found each other on that. Yes. So <laughs> that it is a future event. I will be on your podcast as a guest. But can you yes. just give a short description about your podcast? What is it all about and who is it for? My podcast is called the Mark Stuchowski podcast, and it's all about helping people become more productive versions of themselves. And I interview different people from different industries. Some people are really productive. Some people are not. Some are entrepreneurs. Some are in corporate America or I guess the corporate world. And I just asked them, we just have a conversation like we have on this podcast and we just find out, okay, you know, Tell us about your struggles. Tell us about, you know, how you overcome your struggles. You have any productivity hacks? So I don't, I don't do any show prep. I just really just let the conversation guide us and uh, I'm having fun and people, you know, you're doing something right when the guests say, this is one of the most fun podcasts I've ever been on because I'm letting the, I'm letting the conversation happen instead of like doing like a formal interview. Yes, yes. And I think that is so much more lively and also has this entertainment character in combination with content and information you give out. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm super thrilled that you're going to be on my podcast very soon. And uh, yeah, so uh, it probably won't be out until the end of August, beginning of September. Uh, I don't know the exact date because we haven't done the, uh, the interview yet. But I, I love, I've been meeting so many great people, both by them being guests on my podcast and my, my, by me being a guest on theirs. I just, I, I want to meet all these people in person, but I've met people from Australia to America, to Europe, to Hong Kong. I probably will never meet all these people in my, my lifetime, uh, but I hope to meet a whole bunch of them because I love meeting people. Yes. And this is the magic of podcasting, right? <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Very good, Mark. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really a lot of fun and so much great content you shared today. And I'm really looking forward to being a guest on your podcast. Well, I am looking forward and because you're going to reveal all the secrets to do <laughs> magic on the show. You just don't realize it yet, but... Uh, I'll work on that. <laughs> Not really. I'm just kidding you. Yeah, yeah. And then all my listeners will chase me there on your podcast to find out. <laughs> we, so we, we shouldn't have said we're just kidding because then we've gotten a huge audience yeah. to listen. Yes, yes. So that would be the biggest trick of all. Yes, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been so fun. I'm so thankful that we uh, 
had this opportunity. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. And thank you for being a guest on my podcast, as I say that future tense. All right. Very good. So thanks again, Mark. And let's definitely stay on touch. And maybe I can bring you back in another episode and talk even more about how to become more productive. Oh, I would love that. Fantastic. So have a magical evening and until soon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's high-energy interview with Mr. Productivity alias Mark Strutevsky. I'm happy when you liked it, when you subscribe to the Pure Mind Magic podcast. And just to remind you, your free audiobook is waiting for you. Just click on the link in the show notes and you can test the server 30 days completely for free and choose your audiobook of your choice to get even more information on the topic that is most important for you at that moment. So it is Monday, only one week to go before podcast movement. The excitement is growing and for that, as promised, this week, every day, you will listen to a new interview here on the Pure Mind Magic podcast with really great guests from all around the world. So make sure to tune in again tomorrow and on Wednesday. I have prepared for you a special midweek motivation to keep you motivated for the whole week. So talk to you tomorrow and until then, create some magic. <laughs> <laughs>